0: Almost
1: missed it. I opened my eyes just in time. Spring has arrived. For those of us living around the 49th parallel, up north, north side of the equator, 49th parallel, spring has arrived. It's the weirdest one so far, I think. What a beautiful time it is though. Let's take a minute today and appreciate this absolute miracle. Hopefully a bit of a reprieve from what's been going on. I'm Luke Wallace, welcome to the garden. is having a nice morning out there. 8:40. I'm sitting outside. By the way, you can probably hear the birds. Uh, it's, uh, it's a little bit overcast, but it's beautiful out. It's, it's a Saturday. Had a lot of Saturdays. It feels like lately. And uh, let's talk about the spring. We're gonna take a minute here today as well. I'm just gonna I'm gonna let you hear what the birds are doing. I'm sure you can hear them now. But we've got some really cool audio that I've been tracking for the last couple of days. All over this beautiful property that we live on. But such an exceptional time of the year. The biomass that's created, you know, the trees. I'm watching the alder transition here from their little polleny things that are hanging down, destroying my nostrils. And now they're pumping out leaves. And I used to be able to see down to the road and see the power lines a little bit. And in fact, while I'm doing this podcast right now, I have noticed until right now that they've really started budding and they've closed off all the little sight lines. And everything in the ground, all the garden space is now in need of a big weed. And the clover is coming and the grasses are coming back and rocky hillsides are bursting with life where there appears to be no soil, no nutrients nothing to hold water or anything back. There's plant life, worms. I'm watching juncos which are these, you know, smallish baseball sized little birds with matte black heads, brown bodies, white feathers. Watching them pick away at a rocky hill slope. There's robins that are stealing my pea sprouts. As the little peas come out of the ground, they love the tender first two leaves. If you can get them past those first two leaves, they're fine, but birds love those ones. There's these things called rufous-sided towhees. You can Google them if you want. (laughs) They are noisy, they're kind of like have one of those calls that isn't really a call, it's more of a squawk. And they're the ones who will come in hot and heavy on the bird feeder and they'll kind of scare everyone else away. And, you know, they'll be pecking away at the deck and they're the ones, if I leave the door open too long, they come inside. Same with the juncos. And the daffodils are out. And all the early flowers are starting to come. See, these birds were all hanging out south for a while. You know, mid-Oregon, California, Mexico. And they've all started working their way back north. Late Feb. And here they are. Welcome back, y'all. It's good to have you here. So, what's this thing spring? We all talk about it, we experience it. I was trying to figure out, you know, the Earth's been tilted forever since it kind of stabilized and there have definitely been periods where seasonality has been a lot less noticeable. Uh, Ice ages, different sorts of events happening on the surface of the Earth that would impact any perception. But even then, uh, most of the research I did indicated that this has been a pretty steady, occurring thing year in, year out. And if we're putting the age of the Earth as it accurately is just over 4 billion years, 4.3 is what a lot of people throw around. And the first little while is hard, hard to really narrow down, but I guess I'll be the first to say, uh, welcome to the 4.3 billionth spring. Not what we all expected, but beautiful nonetheless. This process is exceptional. So I'll remind you that seasonality on Earth is, is driven by one thing, primarily. Some of you all know what it is. Say it out loud right now if you do. No, it's the, uh, it's the tilt. You know, the Earth is like a, a sphere, but it's tilted slightly. 23 and a half degrees, to be precise. And it's this tilt that gives us the seasonality. Um, as the earth goes around the sun, during our spring and summer and fall, it's tilted in a way that the northern hemisphere is is facing the sun. Uh, And as we enter, you know, the winter period uh, up here in the north, that tilt now now puts the earth uh, closer to the sun in the southern hemisphere. And without this tilt, without this 23.5 degrees, there would be no seasonality. There would be no variation in the length of the day. And seasonality is the defining feature living where I do, at the 49th parallel here, outside of Vancouver, as my my gate creaks open. And so blessed the 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 seasonality of this region is what makes it so beautiful and definitely in the winter i'm a little bit envious of the folks who live near the equator and have eternal sunlight but but to be a part of spring and to be a part of summer here and and watch it transforming to go from having to bundle up and stay inside and watch it rain for months and months and months to transition into the bustling of spring the cars going by the birds chirping, the sun, it's an exceptional experience. And there's so many incredible things that happen on the earth right around that March 21, right around the equinox, the spring equinox in the Northern Hemisphere. Not only are day and night the same length, but if you were standing at the North Pole, you would, for the first time, see the sun just riding the horizon really gently. And it would be entering its period of six months of eternal daylight. After six months of eternal darkness. Nice to live a little bit further south than that. And it's been so amazing being caught up in everything that's been going on, such a deep time for humanity, in the West in particular, a bit of a reckoning here for the folks living in in so-called North America under the current model. It's like the processes of nature, the the slowness and the often unnoticeable change that spring brings. was pretty easy to miss if you're locked into the news cycle so deeply, and I have been at points. I'm so grateful to have taken the time this morning with you to look up a little bit. Look at the trees, look at the birds, learn the lesson. And isn't that the incredible part of spring, the lesson here? It's the same lesson that we're being asked to learn from this virus. It's the lesson of impermanence and change. It's a tough lesson to learn. But we get shown it our whole lives. Change is the only constant. Spring brings it every year. Birds come back, flowers come back, bugs come back. Rise up again. And when we try to fight that, what happens? I'm still trying to figure that out, too, to be honest. I don't have a great lesson, great answer to that. My guess right now is that we create imbalance. When we try to fight the inevitable impermanence and change of all things, which is at the heart of the planet Earth. When we fight that, we create these imbalances like the ones that spark these viruses. You look at where this is likely to have come from. It's a deeply, deeply imbalanced system. And when we try to create something as falsely steady as the stock market and the capitalist economic system based on infinite growth, endless consumption, It's trying to create something constant and ever-growing in a system that is all about rise and decay over and over and over again. And I've found a lot of peace in my life lately, trying to ride the waves of the planet Earth. So fortunate and privileged to be able to have the space to align my life with the flow of nature with the seasons, rising with the spring, being my most creative and productive and bountiful self in the summer, along with the fruit trees and the kale plants I'm staring at, and to be able to take some time in the winter, slow way down. That's the flow, y'all. And if we want a happy society, if we want safe people, people who are cared for, communities that can look after themselves, if we want justice for people on the planet, we have to align ourselves with the intelligence of nature, with all of its systems, And with the truth that at the core of the natural system and the core of the processes of the earth is the constant cycle of life and death, rise and decay. And that decay produces something beautiful again. Which brings us to the spring, 4.3 billion springs. What some might call 2020, I think we've had a few more than 2020 springs. I'm going to put some more bird songs on for you to wrap up this episode. I'll turn the mic up a little bit and I'll invite you to just sit with them wherever they are. You might hear some other noises in the background too, some hustle and bustle as the human race continues to learn. This is Welcome to the Garden. Thanks for listening. So grateful for you. Keep rocking out there and uh, drop me a line if you like. You can uh, shoot me a message on any of the platforms. and I'm thinking of you. Take it easy.